Um, I'm here with Jacob Birch. Jacob Birch is a Gamilaroi man and native grain researcher. We've been talking uh, today about uh, the history of native grain in this country, um, uh, uh, how it's produced, how it's uh, um, made. Um, what is the vision for your uh, utopian idea of uh, native grain production here? The, well, it's, it's more than, you know, just an acknowledgement of the traditional owners and then let's just plough ahead and do it our own way mm. kind of thing. It's, and it's more than just taking something off someone else's country and then selling it on selling it out of the capital cities kind of thing i see i see like this opportunity to like create this like food identity like this cultural sort of cuisine these regional sort of food trails um each community each indigenous nation has its own like food story its own food ways um, so here in Brisbane, it's a kind of, um, you know, like a lot of, you've got Moreton Bay, a lot of seafood, um, sort of fringing on sort of subtropical rainforest. Um, if you go out west on Gamilaroi country, it's a different kind of template kind of thing. So it's a lot of grassland country, freshwater river um, country. So there's this opportunity to develop these cultural identities around like or bioregional food identities mm. um, in Australia similar to like what we have in Italy or France um, where each region has its own distinctive styles of foods and flavours and wines and cheeses and all that kind of thing um, so I would say like um, each nation group, each language group like embracing their traditional foods and starting to do stuff on country led by them so for Gamilaroi I would like to see like our own processing enterprises on country handling our own grains culturally identifying those products so using our language words to identify those products and and offering those products to people and the tourists who are coming through those towns and and us back on country managing country and and healing that healing country up and um, you know, like I have, I sort of spoke about this vision. Um, I, I did this COP26 talk. It was just a real low key kind of thing. I was probably about 11 people zoomed in. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was crazy. Like we had um, the senior science advisor of Barack Obama on there, and there's like 11 people online. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, um, but I sort of laid out this kind of vision of like what I would see on country and, and like I see this, you know, like vision of getting land back and and like getting our native foods back on it, like, you know, grasslands of, um, say, Mitchell grass, like vast plains of it and you can see like mobs of emu moving through it and um, you, you can go to the river and the river's clear and clean and there's duck nests all on the river and you can you know it's full of fish and you can catch yourself a yellow belly and um through through this land 
we can start to like reconnect people, bring people back home. Um, but also, I would love to see like um, cultural festivals where everybody's invited. Mm. Um, you know, like they do these camp up and cook up things. It's like, mm. you know, why can't we do something like that where we can have these festivals where we bring everyone home and like um, you know, embrace our foods and. Um, you know, do do like the ancestors did, and like, um, s- like talk, sit down and talk, and and have conversations with each other. And like these these things used to go for weeks at a time. Sometimes, like people mm. people would come together for weeks and like um, talk things through and do business and sort out trade. And because um, we do these kind of things now, we have these conferences now, and it's like, um, and then from those things, like usually there's like a white paper developed. So. Um, this is like taking it the next step and it's like having this whole like holistic thing it's like you're out there celebrating and you're catching up with your family and you're meeting new people and you're welcoming people home and you're having a good feed and you're having a dance and having a great time but you're also like talking business like what do we what do we want to do next like mm. what are we, what's our white paper of this gathering this year 2022 what's mm. happening this year and then next year we'll have a different thing and so what, what, why can't we do these things? Oh, I haven't got any land. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. the thing. It always yeah. comes back to land. Yeah. Yeah, um, true. Yeah. But it's, it's, a, it's the, the native grain um, being grown instead of the, the other grains that, that are such harmful um, processes. And, and it's, the native grain is, is healing the land and then having this effect on, on the rest of the ecology of the area and, mm. and bringing everybody back in and, and creating commerce and, and family and... Yeah. yeah, it's healing the people as well. Mm. Um, and not just sort of spiritually, um, but like also quite literally as well, because like, that's how I got it started in this space. Like I did the nutritional research and um, found that they just phenomenally like nutritionally superior to like your conventional cereals and i compared it to brown rice too because we all think brown rice is like that healthy alternative um yeah and like you know like it's just a complete superfood and um just having a yarn just this morning just one of my fellow country fellow country people um just about like if you just made like a little small sort of johnny cake like a little sort of damper cake thing of this it would sustain you for days if you needed to go like walk into someone else's country and you could just have one of these things like if you wanted to walk to the coast this thing would sustain you because they're so nutritionally dense and like filling like full of protein full of fiber full of antioxidants all your minerals like calcium iron zinc magnesium yeah, like well, I, I brought up the um, uh, nutritional info from the GRDC on uh, 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 conventional grains. Brown rice has 7.6% protein. So what does what does Mitchell grass have? Uh, high 20s. Mm. Wow. Mm. Um, you know, there's uh, iron... Brown rice zero point eight. Yeah, mm. these are these are quite low, I guess. Is that milligrams, micrograms? Uh, that is uh, mg. Yep, 
milligram. Milligrams. And you drink, yeah, so well, is that, what's that, 0.2? Uh, 0.8. 0.8, yeah. 0.8 to 9 for brown I, rice. I think Mizzlegrass was in it in the 20s, so Holy over, over 20 times more iron. Oh, wow, that's so, amazing. What about calcium? Twice, this per serve, so if you had 100 gram of Mizzlegrass, 100 mils of milk, that Mitchellgrass is going to have more than twice the amount of calcium as that glass of full cream milk. This sounds like a potential alternative milk for <laughs> That's what I was, I was like, yeah. I don't, really I, I don't know how that's like how that's possible because they always say like, oh, you got to get your calcium from your milk. Yeah. There's grain with more calcium than your milk. Like yeah. and it's it's more bioavailable too. So you have like um things like calcium, magnesium, um is it phosphorus or potassium. Anyway, they got similar they're similar kind of elements, so your body absorbs them in equilibrium. And milk's mm. got really like magnesium. So your body will pretty much only absorb to the level of magnesium, whereas things yeah. like Mitchellgrass has really high magnesium and phosphorus as well. Mm. So you can absorb it in better equilibrium. So bioavailability bio is heaps better. Oh, wow, that's amazing. It is. It's uh, mind-blowing, mm. actually. Yeah. Um, so, Rob, uh, sorry, uh, Jacob, thank you for joining us. Um, I really appreciate you uh, spending the time talking to us with us and sharing uh, your vision for the future, uh, which... Yeah, sounds amazing. Yeah, well, well you know, watch this space because, like, like I was saying earlier, like really trying to trying to develop some kind of entity to push this work forward, and you know, I see it as like this research, innovation, enterprise, incubation kind of hub. You know, like we're starting with native grains, but like I see this as like a real, um, I don't know if I, I don't want to like sound, you know. But it, it like nation building exercise, really. Yeah. Like, mm, yeah. No, I, I think it does. I, I think it sounds like what uh, you know economies could be built on, uh, mm. and it's what you know uh, traditional economies were built on. Yeah. Um, I've learned so much about native grains today. Thank you so much. Oh, I will be supporting native grains. I cannot wait. How to how can we support you, Jacob? I don't know, just just watch this space, I guess. Mm-hmm. And yeah. There's just having yarns like this is always helpful. Yeah. But you know, it comes down to like you you need you need capital and you need land and um you need timelines to sort of acknowledge that it's not gonna happen overnight. Mm. Yeah. So, uh number one, laying back to Aboriginal people. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, this it it probably yeah. It's probably more complex, but yeah. Yeah. If you want to keep it as simple as possible, it's like you know, being able to sort of make your own decisions and have that authority to make your own decisions. And yeah, absolutely. Um, All right. Thanks. Thank you very much, Jake.